first, we were in your community. Now, we're in your ears. Sound travels at around 343 meters per second, so if I sound out of breath, that's why. This is Pager, a podcast brought to you by the West Bend Community Memorial Library. It's like talking to your favorite librarian, but easier to understand because I don't have a mask and shield over my face. I'm your host, Hannah, the Young Adult Services Librarian and Audio Enthusiast. Thanks for tuning in to Pager. There are lots of neat monthly observances in July, which is kind of how I structure the podcast each month. So as a librarian, I'm a big fan of National Cell Phone Courtesy Month. While you are allowed to use your phone in the library, please keep the volume down and calls brief. Several other monthly observances kind of go hand in hand. For example, July is National Culinary Arts Month and National Grilling Month and National Hot Dog Month and National Picnic Month. I love grilling out, and I really love being a little unconventional on the grill. Nothing else can really beat that grilled flavor, you know? In addition to putting things directly on the grill, I like to experiment with foil packets and the cast iron skillet and even dessert on the grill. If you're looking for a great grilled dessert, celebrate National Peach Month by grilling some peaches, which you can then combine with your celebration of National Ice Cream Month for a truly icy and fiery summer treat. If you're new to the grill, check out some of our cookbooks. You can browse online at monarchcatalog.org or head to the stacks on our second floor in the adult nonfiction area under 641.5784. If you do decide to go browse in person, please mask up, wash your hands, or at the very least, cover your mouth if you cough. If you want to get into grilling but aren't sure where to start, the library is delighted to offer you free access to consumer reports. You can stop by the library to browse and even check out physical copies, or you can take advantage of free online access through BadgerLink. Simply visit badgerlink.dpi.wi.gov slash resource slash consumer dash reports dash magazine. If you don't have a library card and need one to sign in, you can snag a temporary card at monarchcatalog.org and consume a report to your heart's content. It's just me this month, as everyone's schedules are pretty topsy-turvy, with some of them going back to work and that sort of thing, and basically every single person I know is exhausted. So this episode's title is A Pot of Ice and Fire, and that makes me want to give you the rundown on some books and series I've enjoyed. In addition to that, there are also some pretty binge-worthy adaptations of those books and series, so I might also talk about some other things. We'll see how it goes. So obviously, based on the episode title, Game of Thrones is the first contender here. George R.R. Martin's immensely popular epic fantasy series was originally supposed to be a trilogy, but there are currently five books, with at least two more on the way. Martin stated last month that he hopes to have the next book finished by 2021, so this is a great time to get caught up. The first book, A Game of Thrones, came out in 1996. Set primarily in the magical world of Westeros, the series is full of court intrigue as different noble families compete for political power and debate succession. In the shadows, each house wrangles different magical forces with varying levels of competence and success. Dragons, zombies, shapeshifters, spells, priestesses, armies, navies, and even a sort of air force contribute to the action in this intricately woven epic fantasy. The HBO adaptation set records upon records and is already completed. Whether the books end the same way as the show, though, of course remains to be seen. If you're a Game of Thrones fan or you've been on the hunt for something similar but with less, shall we say, adult content, I highly recommend the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan and later by Brandon Sanderson. This is a great series to pick up while you're social distancing. It's 14 books plus a prequel, and those combine for over 10,000 pages of reading or almost 20 days of audiobook listening. The story follows Rand, who's a young man from a sleepy, isolated rural village, and several of his friends as they discover and develop various magical abilities such as communicating with wolves, walking in dreams, manipulating luck, and channeling a force called the One Power on their way to defeat the Dark One at the last battle. 
Like A Song of Ice and Fire, Wheel of Time has a large and well-developed cast of characters, but one of the things that makes me prefer Wheel of Time is the detailed and well-explained system of magic. Rereading these books for me is like coming home to another world. The universe is so well-crafted that it's almost like going on vacation to visit some old friends. The first book in the Wheel of Time series came out in 1990, and that's the same year I came out. So I've been reading this series since I was about 12 years old, and it really is just so comforting and wonderful to go back and root on the good guys as they, they fight the forces of evil. Wheel of Time is currently being adapted for the streaming screen by the folks over at Amazon Prime Video, and I am cautiously optimistic. It's one of my favorite series of all time, and I wouldn't trust just anyone to adapt it, except Prime Video has also adapted another of my favorite series, The Expanse by James S.A. Corey. In the world of The Expanse, humans have colonized Mars and, and branched out even further into the solar system. Mars has fought for its independence from Earth, but both planets have it easy compared to the Belters, who are hardworking folks who eke out a living in the asteroid belt by transporting water, mining asteroids for ice and minerals, and generally enduring very dangerous working and living conditions for insufficient compensation. At the beginning of the series, political tensions are rising. The Belters want better treatment, Earth is getting a little too comfortable, and Mars doesn't think it owes the Belters anything. I love the epic scope of this story, which currently has eight novels, as well as several novellas and shorter stories, and the various characters are fantastic as well. Longtime listeners know me as a big Star Trek fan, and The Expanse scratches my Star Trek itch for space travel, diplomacy, new worlds, and ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. In the midst of all the political tensions, a private detective searches for the missing daughter of a prominent Earth CEO, and her fateful encounter with an alien entity will shape the future of the entire human race. And I think they've done a really good job with the adaptation on Amazon Prime. There's a lot of science and technology and alien stuff uh, that can be kind of difficult to translate to the screen. And it makes me pretty optimistic about their Wheel of Time adaptation as well. Speaking of private detectives, one of my favorite series of all time recently got a reboot or a prequel, depending on whose opinion you ask and whose opinion you trust. I caught reruns of Perry Mason on TV as a kid, and the title character's style, both in terms of fashion and how he comports himself, immediately caught my attention. I didn't realize until I was an adult that all the Perry Mason episodes are based on books. So I haven't read all of them yet, but I have added them all to my to-be-read pile. I've always enjoyed the episodic nature of the original TV series, watching attorney Perry Mason and his helpful supporting cast gather the evidence and defend their sometimes morally a little questionable clients. The new HBO series takes a less episodic approach, which shows Mason before he becomes a formidable defense attorney as he tries to get to the bottom of just one mystery over the course of the season. I was a little worried that HBO might make it a little too gritty, but they handled the show's original themes with deft aplomb. The classic series is available on CBS All Access or free on DVD from your friendly local library, and HBO is releasing episodes of the new series every week on their streaming service. Last but not least, one of my favorite series of all time has finally returned to online streaming. Hannibal is available on Netflix, and it's based on the book series that also inspired films like The Silence of the Lambs and Red Dragon. I've been rewatching Hannibal, which originally aired in 2013, and it holds up so well that it can only be described as ahead of its time. With just three seasons and 39 episodes, the show tells the story of Hannibal Lecter before his capture, following his journey from psychiatrist and serial killer to the incarcerated occasional FBI consultant we know and love from the movies. Well, okay, we at least know him from the movies. I don't know if love is quite the right word. Now, I may be a librarian, but I also have a degree in film, so I'm not going to tell you that the book is always better. The books are just almost always super interesting ways to explore screen worlds you already know and love. 
Plus, the waitlists are usually shorter for books, and you can check them out for longer. If you don't subscribe to streaming services, the library selectors do our level best to stay on top of the DVD releases. We have books in every series I've talked about today, and once streaming series become available on DVD, we make sure to buy copies and make them available to you. TV series from our library can be checked out for two weeks at a time, giving you plenty of time to relax and just watch an episode or two a night. That's pretty much what I've been reading and watching. If you want more recommendations, you should check out the library's blog, because we post staff picks each month, and our YouTube channel, where adult fiction librarian Sarah periodically posts recommendations, and I sometimes suggest books, movies, anime, music, activities for teens, and stuff along those lines. I want to talk now about some current library events. There is still time to participate in our 2020 summer learning program. Visit westbendlibrary.beanstack.org to get started. We also have reading records and activities available to print from our website and to pick up from the library, but everything is available online this year, so you won't miss out if you decide to stay home. We have new activities available for kids each week, and we actually have some crafts for adults as well. If you do decide to pick up materials from the library, please follow the appropriate distancing and sanitation guidelines. Kids of all ages, even teens, have until July 31st to finish logging your reading and enter the prize drawings. We also have a virtual volunteer program for teens, so you can earn volunteer hours even while the library is not permitting in-person volunteers. So definitely a great way to earn some volunteer hours, beef up your uh, your resume or your college application, that sort of thing. The West Bend Library's Access to Beanstack was brought to you by the Wisconsin Department of Public Instruction and made possible in part by the Institute of Museum and Library Services. Please send some love their way if you can, because we rely a lot on them to keep things running over here. Our children's librarian, Miss Terica, has planned a ton of amazing activities for kids this summer. We've had weekly guessing contests, writing prompts, and Lego challenges with prizes each week for each winner. Visit our website, stop by the library, or check out Beanstack to get the weekly topics and to enter your responses. Thanks to our sponsors, we also have family-friendly virtual programs each week. So this next one coming up is tomorrow, Thursday, July 16th. We'll be live on Facebook at 6.30 p.m. for The Magic of Isaiah. And on July 30th, we'll wrap up summer reading with Miller and Mike, also on Facebook Live. We really couldn't have summer reading without the amazing support of our local businesses, so thanks so much, everyone. Oh, I have another big announcement. Starting Monday, July 20th, the library will return to regular open hours. So we'll be available by email and phone from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday, 9 through 6 on Fridays, and Saturdays 9 to 1. Feel free to give us a call at 262-335-5151 if you have any questions. It's also a great way to request items and limit the amount of time that you're spending in the library. You can also follow us on YouTube for craft ideas, program updates, reading suggestions, and more. Once a month, the library sends out an email newsletter. Just call or email a librarian to sign up or visit our website at westbendlibrary.org, which also has all the latest news and information. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook page at West Bend Community Memorial Library. Follow our Instagram page at West Bend Library. And I'm on the radio on Wednesday mornings at WIBD here in Southeast Wisconsin. So lots of ways to stay on top of what's going on. And once again, Thanks for tuning into Pager and for being so awesome. Please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions. And if you want to make a librarian smile, go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay healthy out there.